0: More info now.
1: My next guest, she's on the phone. I'm very happy. We joked around a little bit before we got on the air. She's from the Bronx to Broadway. Beyond, she's traveled to over 50 countries throughout Africa, Asia, Europe, North America, and the Caribbean, sharing her amazing singing gift. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I can't sing. So, you know, right there, you know, we won't be sharing any duets on this show. I can tell you right now. Her success has landed her in the national media. With television appearances on Oprah, TVN, and many more. She will co star in the highly anticipated Broadway musical Girl from the North Country, which is inspired by and features the music of my man Bob Dylan. <clears throat> the play begins previews on February 7th at the, at the Belasco Theater in New York City. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Jeanette Baudel.
0: Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for having me
1: today. First of all, did, 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 did my intro hit your standards? Did, did, did I get you there, did, Jeanette? Did I, did I lay you out right? That's why I need to make sure. You, you laid it out right. <laughs> you laid it out
0: right. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Well, you know, because first of all, you know, I'm going through your bio and first of all, you mm-hmm. know, all my guests, are, I consider you an eclectic guest because of the fact that you're worldly, you know, you know, you know, I, I can't pigeonhole you, you know, you're, you're a singer. You travel around the world. You perform for dignitaries like the the Obamas. You know yes. uh, ministers like Bishop T.D. Jakes, and so uh-huh. and you know oh, you know interviewed and performed in front of Oprah. This is a high level of a of a, of a entertainment and performance level. What drives you? That would be my first question to start off my hmm. interviews. What drives you at this point what in your life? Me? It's two levels. It's two levels. Well, let, me, let, let me let me step back because I've never asked that question before. What drove you to in the beginning, and what drives you now?
0: Okay, um, what drove me in the beginning was I had a passion, um, a passion for singing, and um, a passion to, to entertain. Right. So at a young age, I started singing. I, I grew up in the Bronx, and um, I went to high school of performing arts. Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, you know, I could sing. I could always sing, but when I was coming up, I wanted to like rap. I wanted to be a rapper. That was
1: my thing. <laughs> now, first of all, I have to ask you, Jeanette, Can you rap? Though maybe rap. Maybe because you couldn't rap, push you back to singing. No, I could definitely rap.
0: <laughs> definitely. I thought I was going to be like the next MC Light. Mm-hmm. You There's know, my girl. the next Queen Latifah. Wait a minute, I might be dating myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, because I, I was young when I was listening to them. Absolutely. And I felt like you know that's that's what I wanted to do. So through junior high school, I was rapping, and when I got to Laguardia High School of Performing Arts. I was still rapping, but then I was surrounded by a bunch of people who were just really talented. They could sing, they could dance, they could act, and it's there that I caught the the Broadway bug. Because Broadway wasn't even in my mind at all. It's not something that I grew up with or anything, but um, I took a class uh, audition prep. At the it was an elective book major, And once I took that class, they showed us how to get jobs. And we had to, like, one of our assignments was to go on an audition. We mm-hmm. they, they showed us how to use this magazine. It was backstage magazine. It was, like, the hard copy at the time. And they were like, you know, find an audition, go on it. And I did it, and I actually booked what I went on. And after that, it was like, oh, good. I, I just love theater.
1: Right. So that's
0: how I started, and then I just I I stayed um, passionate, and I just pursued it. I mean, well, there's a story in between that. I went to college <laughs> for health science. I did a bachelor's in health science because it was like that was my backup plan, just in case things didn't work out. And thank God I never needed my backup plan because after I graduated, I worked at Corporate America for like six months,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: I ended up playing and singing full time.
1: You know, it's really interesting because my you know my backup plan was I got a degree in mathematics, I worked for IBM. And, mm. I, I, you know, I you know, some, I don't even think it's a backup play. I think that that's, you know, people in life, tell, they kind of, like, push you in the direction where they understand, you know. So they yeah. don't understand singers. They don't understand actors. They don't understand comedians. They understand, mm-hmm. hey, you, you know, go 8 to 5, 40 hours a week. You go to college. You get a job. And that's what you did. That's what I right. did. But that wasn't your passion. That wasn't what you right. excited you. That You know, you go to work and you see people really kind of like, going through the motions, most of them complaining about where they're at and not really excited yeah. about the next step. And I always felt that if I could see what's going to happen tomorrow in my life, mm-hmm. then that's not the job I wanted to do. And, right. And so when I would go to work and there was nothing negative where I worked, great people, but I knew what I was going to do tomorrow. I knew what I was going to do next week. That was not the future for me. I needed to work in an environment, a career where I didn't know. I did. I knew there was great opportunity, Jeanette, but I didn't know. So that means I had to Wrong. work real hard. And I think that's the same drive that's that's inside you as well.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's funny because one thing I'm happy about. I feel like my college experience definitely prepared me for the industry because I would tell you as an actress. You're always in school. Guess, you know why? You have to be so disciplined because you're always learning lines. You're always doing research. It's like college never ends. Right, right, right. But I'm happy that I had to, I have that discipline because it's not it's not easy. My family and friends are always like, "How do you memorize this stuff? Oh, I know. Like, how are you doing this research?" And like, and I'm also a writer. I wrote a um. Um, I wrote a musical entitled Cheetah that ran off Broadway. We traveled around the world. We just got back from London London, a a month ago. (laughs) We were there for five weeks. We did 39 shows. Oh, but um, even with my process in writing that musical, people are always like, how did you do it? The research and the, and I'm like, oh yeah, well, you know, I feel like if you went to college, you can, you can, <laughs> you can do this stuff. It's research. It takes time. It takes discipline. And I have all those things and that definitely
1: helps with my success. I'm going to you something, Jeanette, you really, you know, you really, you, you, because you're gifted. Let's go on, first of all, say that. True enough. And you're disciplined. Let's say that, too, because I always tell people that in order to be su- su- successful, you have to be consistent, you have to be disciplined, and you have to be mm-hmm. fearless. You, you just casually went. You know, it started off Broadway, and then it went to London. Okay, come on, <laughs> stop. You know. Yeah. It, stop. People just try to get off Broadway. Now you're in London at the same time. Ran five weeks over it, there.
0: Congratulations. You know Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And it was it was. It was pretty amazing, and the reception that we got in London, and the other thing <clears throat> is that our, our producers, we um, we did something that was very smart. We did well; they did something that was very smart. Um, we actually recorded it for film for TV, mm. and um, it's came. just amazing, and it's just it's, it's there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. And um, we're really excited about it, and I'm just excited that it was captured. What we did in London was captured so now the world can see it and Mm -hmm. have access to it.
1: It'll only so, be a matter of time. You have Prime out there, Amazon, you know all these. You know, oh yeah, Hulu. Oh yeah, you know, it's CBS. I, I'm so
0: excited for the future of that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also excited about what's happening with Girl from the North Country. There you go. Um, I love her. <laughs> the <laughs> the that's Bob what you do. Dylan musical. That's what you and do. you, I got a chance to spend <laughs> 40 minutes with Bob Dylan, and it was amazing. He was so, he was so, um, appreciative of the work that we've done on stage, um, mm-hmm. the work that I did in my character, and the song that I sang, he complimented the song. And I was like, ah! He's like, you know, I sing the song called True Love. He's like, you know, True Love is a rip. That song is really good. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's the song I'm singing. He's like, yes, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just so wonderful. And it's, sometimes you hear about these legends and you think, I like, oh, they're not going to be friendly and they're going to be strange. He was just, 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 Great, amazing, down to earth, and I felt like I could talk to him
1: all day. Well, it's really interesting because he's—you know—first of all, you you talking to history. That's that's mm-hmm. the, that's the amazing part of the conversation. I know when I met Elton John, and then uh, Ooh, just yeah. just being in the presence of Muhammad Ali. Uh, oh just, wow! You know, it—you it, you want to uh, you want to be able to ask so many questions because mm-hmm. they, they've been through so many different steps and the, the courageous steps in their lives, yeah. you know, because, you know, yeah. every journey, I would say every decade holds a different journey for each individual. And so they've lived so many decades. And so when you meet a person like Bob Dylan, <clears throat> you know, you know, wow. I'm talking about the sixties. Okay. Come right. on you know, and, and, and to, and to go through that, did you ask him any question or you just, you just experienced a moment with him and accepted the yeah. compliment or how was it?
0: It was so interesting. Um, it was at his concert and me and, um, um, one of the other stars of *Girl from the North Country*, um, Mayor Winningham, who is amazing in the show. It was the two of us that were with him in his dressing room, and um, I have to tell you, first it was a, it was surreal, and I was trying to take in every moment. And it's funny because I felt like everything that came out of my mouth was just like insignificant.
2: Right. <laughs> Right.
0: because I was just so like I was trying to take in every moment what the room looked like what he was saying you know and I did I asked a couple of questions about um about the songs that he wrote like um, there's a song that I sing called um, 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 uh, um, Gypsy right uh, I want to see the gypsy okay I can't think of the song right now but you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> well February 7th the preview starts so you'll be on point by then <laughs> Now, just tell us, basically, <laughs> yeah. "Girl from the North Country." What exactly is that?
0: "Girl from the North Country." Well, that's one of the songs that he wrote. Mm-hmm. The the musical entitled "Girl from the North Country." So right. this this music, yes, the music is based on Bob Dylan. Um, the music is from Bob Dylan, but the story is not Bob Dylan's story. It takes place in his hometown, but mm-hmm. it was written by one of the best playwrights, um, Connor McPherson. Mm-hmm. And what he did was he wrote a play and the music complements the play. The music is like a soundtrack to the play. So it's almost like watching a movie. So the music is not driving, it's not it's not moving the story, the story forward, right. but it's giving you the, the emotions of the character. Wow. You so know, it's different in that sense. Like most Jukebox musicals, the songs are... Right. They try to make the songs part of the story and have the songs tell the story. But that's not the case here. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's it's like watching a movie and then you hear the songs that come on that complement the scenes and the um emotions of the character.
1: Amazing. I'm talking to Jeanette Bayadel. Correct, Bayadel, right?
0: Yes, yeah, Jeanette Bayadel.
1: I'm still rolling with I'm still rocking with that name. So she yeah, is uh, co-star, she's co-starring a highly anticipated Broadway musical Girl from the North Country, which is inspired by and features the music of Bob Dylan. The play begins yes. previewed February seventh. February is my birthday month, so you may see me, Jeanette, in New Come York City. Come on,
0: no, not, not May. We'll see
1: you. <laughs> You'll know, be at the Velasco Theater in New York City. It's amazing. Uh, we're to continue this interview because guess what? Your your story, uh, you have a relatable, uh, uh, I guess a physical tragedy that you were able to overcome. I have one that happened in my life. that kind of like changed my whole perspective. It happened to me in 1990 with my lung collapse. And I want to talk about your experience that you had in 2008 because I know... It it, it it caused me to set a date in my life, October 9th, 1991, where I decided I was going to take advantage of all the talents that God gave me and pursue it 100% and it has not failed me that mandate. We will be back with more from Jeanette, the star of the new series, a new Broadway musical, Girl from the North Country. Yes, this is Rashawn McDonald I'm speaking to Jeanette Bayadel. Bayadale. Uh she's uh, co-starring in the Broadway musical, Girl from the North Country. It's a musical that she told us is not so much tied to the life of Bob Dylan, but the music of Bob Dylan, which I think is important so you know what you're walking into. Um, Jeanette, thank you for coming on my show, Money Making Conversation. How are you doing? I'm doing
0: good. Thank you so much for having me.
1: This has been wonderful. Well, first of all, you're, you're uh, NAACP Image Award winner. Whenever you win an award, it really is uh, the, it's a, it's a testament to be recognized by your peers. Yes. How does that, does it impact you? How Do do you, do you, do you take that moment to say, here, I got it, put it on the shelf, now I need more? Or how does that, how No. Do, how
0: do you, how I, you, first of all, it was an honor for me to play the role of Steely on Broadway. I got the um, NWCP Theater Award for that. Um, well, I did it on Broadway and then I did the tour.
1: That was a color purple, right?
0: A so, color purple, yes. First of all, playing a role like that is just, is just an honor and it's so iconic and I was just happy <laughs> yes. to follow the footsteps of Whoopi Goldberg and, and, um, Did you stick the fingers out? Did you stick the fingers out? There, that, you
1: know. That. Do you know, know what you gonna do for me? No, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we you stick the fingers? <laughs> it was one of you know. It was one of
0: my favorite movies. So to be honored and to be recognized for the work that I've done, it's just and it's, and by my people, it's very special to me. Right. It's very special to me.
1: Because you're know, when I'm looking at these the, the, these Broadway shows, they're very uh, they're they're very general market. They're not, they're, mm-hmm. they're not urban in tone. So to go do the color purple, get recognized—that really, really hits home to you because you do want everybody wants that. You you don't want to be pigeonholed that you only do urban or you only do this pop or R and B, whatever. That you have the ability, and you've shown reading your bio that you have the ability to perform at so many of the different levels. Plus the fact you've traveled all over this world singing.
0: Yes. It's an honor, and I'll tell you it's interesting because because I do a lot of like Broadway shows right. and theatrical productions, it's really not the demographic is not it, it, it has a specific demographic let's just say right so to be able to be recognized and to be seen in front of my people right. <laughs> it's an honor mm-hmm. because that's my dream is just to bring more theater and and, and talk about subjects that, that are relatable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Because a lot of times these subjects are just like, we can't necessarily relate to them, and it's, not, it's just not our thing. And, you know, the thought of us buying a ticket 20 times to see something that we've seen already, we're like, that's absurd. But yes. that's kind of how Broadway goes. You know, people come from all around the world, and they see these shows over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But we're like, uh-uh, I saw that one time, I don't need to see that again, because they're not our
1: stories. Let me let me ask you this because we're about we talked about scripts a little bit earlier. Talking about memorizing, How, mm-hmm. you know, I see people like Samuel Jackson, this guy's on fifteen thousand movies, you know, in one year coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know and each in each character is different. And just uh, this, mm-hmm. this is an original question to me in hearing you and you, you you travel the world, so you you know your articulation has to be at a certain level so it can be uh, so it can be communicated to so many different people and understanding and. Being able to how do you go about memorizing the scripts that, that you are auditioning for and also the roles that you have secured?
0: Okay, so memorizing memorizing seems hard, but when you have a system it can
1: be easy. There we um,
0: go <laughs> <laughs> there's always a system. <laughs> when you learn that system, uh you want to roll now. <laughs> so, <laughs> repetition is important uh-huh. and and also writing stuff down. Okay. So like if you write something down like at say say I have to memorize like six pages, I'm gonna write out those six pages three times. Mm. Don't don't memorize well, read through the script and then I'll start writing out my lines like a uh, once a little just three times. And then once I do that, for whatever reason, it kinda gets inside of you. Mm-hmm. And then it makes trying to memorize it easier. But it's all about repetition and just do and it has to be concentrated work. Like, literally, when, this, when I'm really, like, getting down to memorizing, I'm like, okay, let me give myself at least one hour of concentrated work, which means no phone, no distractions, and you just focus on that.
1: That's And that uh, definitely helps. Because your boy be struggling. I, you know, I get, I get copied to do a commercial. i be like, man, I don't feel like memorizing this. How do you memorize? What's the technique? So, really, I need to just go and just handwrite everything down.
0: Handwrite write it down three times. Hand write the lines down three times, three times, and then start to memorize, or start, you know, start. It start. It start that,
1: the, the process, it, will start taking over. Let me ask you this: How about how about reading it to somebody? You know, you know, going through the scene line by line, and does that help too? You can definitely do that, but there's some there's some work that you need to do on your own because <laughs> like sometimes you feel you know it's like a say, like, oh, stop, stop.
0: Help me with my lines. No, no, no,
1: no. Say, stop, do, do, stop.
0: You work on your own first, and then invite others
1: in. Okay, before I just make their day bad with my my laziness. So that's really, yes. really, really, like, you, <laughs> just gonna be honest. Because you know, the to be as successful as you are, there has you have to like you said. Once you get a system, Rashawn, you lay into that's it true. and you do it and you build on it. But somebody comes over, and don't have a system, don't let them mess up your day. Trying to trying to memorize some stuff, and they don't even know how to how to get started. Okay. Just walking in the exactly. room cold, walking in the room cold. Now, uh, before we finish this interview, I, I definitely want to remind everybody, February 7th at the Belasco Theater, Belasco is with a B, E-L-A-S-C-O Theater in New York City, the previews yeah. for a girl from the North <laughs> Country will start. And I'm, I'm talking to Jeanette, Jeanette, excuse me. Uh, she's an NAAC Image Award winner. And in 2008, I'm going to tell you, in 1990, my lung collapsed. It collapsed while I was watching mm. a basketball game, and I stayed in the hospital for 30 days. Oh my goodness! Thirty days, and, uh, and you know it wasn't. I didn't plan to stay in there. I checked out. I checked. I was so weird because I, I, I attempted to check out of the hospital three times, and every time I checked out, I could tell that something wasn't right, and uh, mm. went back in. and The lung recollapsed, and so so when you're staying there for thirty days, it really. It, I was uh, at the time I was thirty two, so I was mm-hmm. still. You know, invincible. I still was immortal. I, I felt uh-huh. that you know you could, I could do no wrong, and so and I was always one of those guys that you know at that age, you know, uh, I you know if I have got the cold, I just go play basketball, sweat it out of me. And so this was the first right. time in my life where I couldn't do that. I couldn't just go play basketball. You know, I couldn't just just uh-huh. I just couldn't just run or jog or whatever just to just to just to be healthy again. I couldn't will myself back, and it really right. caused me to uh, pause about uh, death about, uh-huh. is, you know, uh, what, that window that we're given and what are you going to do in that window. And it really caused me to focus because in 1991, a year later, because after, you know, after I got out of the hospital, you know, I still have this long scar because I had to take my lung out, fix the cyst, oh. and then put it back in. And so I had, to, I had this big fear that, you know, when I would do weights, that I would tear the scar tissue and so right. the scars. And so, uh, so it was a real, so about a year I was just really paranoid physically about what I could do. And so, mm-hmm. in 1991, it was August 9th, October 9th, 1981. I, I made a conscious effort that I was, I wasn't going to be afraid of my life. I wasn't going to be afraid mm-hmm. of failure. I was going to be afraid of death. I wasn't going to be afraid. Period. But I was going to see opportunity, and I would pursue any opportunity that was given to me. Max effort, max effort. And I've never changed mm-hmm. that those values in my life since. Now, in 2008, you had a a, a pulmonary seizure. Mm-hmm. Pulmonary embolism. Okay, explain to us what that is and then explain the impact it had in your life.
0: Basically, I had blood clots in both of my lungs. Mm -hmm. So I was flying on a plane Mm -hmm. and um, it was a long flight. I had been, I was on tour with the Color Purple at the time and I had been taking long flights. And my thing was don't sleep at night and sleep all, sleep the entire time on the plane. Right. But I'm not thinking, like, no, you have to get up and walk around. That's not in my head. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm on this flight. My legs are hurting me extremely bad, and I don't know why. And I'm so tired. I'm like, man, I'm so, so tired. I get off the plane. I stand up to when we, when we board the plane. I stand up, and I just I, I couldn't breathe, breathe all of a sudden. It's like I could not breathe. And then I then I could breathe again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then my leg when I couldn't breathe, my legs stopped hurting me. Right. And so when I got off the plane, I just felt, I felt off and dizzy. And so I, I was like, you know, I need to get help. So I just went to like a security guard and I was like, you know, I don't feel good. And so they had the, um, um, the they called the ambulance and they came and checked me out. And they were like, wow, all my levels were elevated.
2: Mm-hmm. They
0: ended up taking me to the hospital. And when I went to the hospital, they did a CAT scan and they did everything they needed to do. And they like, listen, you have suffered a severe pulmonary embolism. Mm. um and and you have it if you have crossed in both of your lungs, we got a pension on i c u and at this point, I thought fine, like what
1: right, and right.
0: so long story short, I ended up staying in the hospital for about five days. Mm-hmm. My family had to fly I was in Portland, so they had to come out to Portland to get me mm-hmm. and um and I had to, and I had to stop working for like nine months. Well, they told me I could return back to work sooner, but um, I had to be on, on blood thinners for nine months. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And um, that, and people, I mean, the doctors and the nurses, they were just like, "We're so happy you came because they understood the severity of it." I didn't. I was like, "Okay, but I feel fine
1: right now." They're like, like, no, you don't <laughs> understand. This, this, you're a miracle right now." Right, 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 right. You know, and so. Really, I'm, I'm just so relatable to me because when I arrived at the hospital, they went, you know, some, you're about to die, you know, if we don't oh, operate gosh. immediately, you're about to die. So this story is just so core, cool, so matches some of the some of the, the instincts that I felt. I thought I was fine. Mm-hmm. I drove, I drove mm-hmm. myself to the hospital with a collapsed lung, Jeanette. Wow. Okay, that's how I thought everything was cool. Let me just go over here, just check it out. So how right. did that, how did that change your life?
0: Man, I tell you, if I wasn't driven before, when you go through, as you know, when you go through a situation like that, you understand life is so precious. Right. And you could be here fine one day and just go on the next. So I felt like, listen, I need to accomplish everything I need to accomplish. I need to, I need to die. Out of, I need to die empty.
2: Mm-hmm, yes.
0: Meaning that the world has received everything that God has put inside of me. And and I have nothing left to give. Then I'm ready to go. But I don't want to. I don't want to die with all my talents and ideas and dreams and purpose inside of me. Like I need to fulfill those things so that the next generation can benefit from the things that were given to me. So when you have that attitude, man, you're fearless. And you, you're motivated, and you understand that you, you're, you're walking in purpose. So when you meet people, it's purposeful. When you speak, it's purposeful. Everything that you do, there's a purpose. You're not doing it just to do it, but you're like, listen, I have a set time on this earth. I was just, I was just, my time was just extended. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to use that time wisely. Wow, that's So you neat. definitely, the focus changes.
1: You know, like I say, if I, if, we, if we was on a Peloton bike, I, I, I'd be looking at you saying, that's me right there. She's saying everything that I believe in. That's my girl right there. Let's keep pedaling. Let's keep pedaling to success. Let's oh, let everybody yeah. know. It's just 24 hours in the day. Let's take advantage of every hour. Let's do it. Let's don't stop. Let's that's not be right. afraid. The success will come your way if you work hard for it. That's
0: Understand right. And, your and, path. And, and it was important to me to, um, to, to, to live that, but also um, encourage others to live that way as well who have not experienced that. I
1: appreciate you.
0: You know, and just let people know, listen, you have one life. Let's go. Let's do it. You have ideas. Let's go. I'll help you. Let's go. You know?
1: I'm telling you, I'm talking to Jeanette. Buy your damn. Buy your (laughs) damn. By your deal, she will be uh starring. I, I'm i interviewing, so I'm gonna say starring. I know they have co starring, but you'll be interviewed on Money Making Conversations by Rashad McDonald. You'll be starring in the highly anticipated Broadway musical Girl from the North Country, which is That's inspired right. I by. I cannot
0: wait for people to come and see it. And when you come, just realize that this is art, it's something different, and um, you'll be able to appreciate. <laughs> The music of Bob Dylan, for those of you who don't know Bob Dylan or who have heard Bob Dylan but didn't really pay attention, you're going to pay attention because, oh, we're singing those songs. <laughs> and the arrangements done
1: by Simon Hill, are amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. February 7th preview start. That's my birthday month, Jeanette, so you may see yes, me. In New York on. City Let's is my first too? I will be there. I got a couple of friends up there. Dawn Lewis is on another play. So I'll be busy in the month yes. of February up there. I'm so happy you came on my show, Money Making Conversation. We'll promote it. As soon as it comes out, please tell everybody to send you social media banners so we can promote and drive people to buy tickets. That's what Money Making Conversation is about. Building your brand, promoting your brand, extending your brand to markets that may not understand how gifted you are because they don't understand that's a market they should appreciate. That's Broadway.